What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. Today, I have a very special guest, another blast from the past, um, from St. Finbar days, way, way back, Mr. Sean Hall, a.k.a. Matt Mangles. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No doubt, man, no doubt. Uh, first off, you know, I just want to once again thank you for your time and this opportunity to reconnect and uh you know get to know you better it's been a while man um so i'm, I'm really happy that that you're on <laughs> oh thanks yeah you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> for sure man um so for those who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show we do a few intro questions to set the tone then i have a little icebreaker which is a spelling bee but it's only one word and feel free to participate or not it's all good no pressure and then we jump into the main interview questions where you choose a number between one and 34 and we kind of flow with the conversation that way and um yeah and finish it off with a few concluding questions sound good to you sean yeah no problem all right, man. Well, my first question, I kind of asked you off camera, but it's just how how have you been? You know, you've been doing well. You've been going through it. Um, how you been, man? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, pandemic wasn't too hard at me uh, at the beginning because um, I guess I'm kind of just used to being, uh, you know, on, on my own and like doing my music by myself and um I hadn't really been playing live a lot so just like the occasional live gig but um yeah i'm kind of getting tired of things now but um uh i guess my my main concern is uh how i'm gonna get the vaccine and, and when um because uh, i've been looking at appointments and there's never any available um so uh that's kind of my uh, concern at the minute just uh avoiding being sick but yeah i'm uh playing music i'm gonna be going into the studio just playing on someone else's album uh playing keys and synth and organ um so i, I haven't been in a recording studio since i think 2018 so that'll be nice yeah yeah that's a long time yeah for sure man um so yeah i think with the vaccine it should be like I haven't I haven't gotten it either. I uh, haven't qualified, but uh, April fifteenth is when I hear that everybody above sixteen is going to be able to at least you know see a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing where we'll we'll have a scheduled day. Um, do you are you optimistic that it's not going to be like a it's still going to take months and maybe just just weeks uh, to get a vaccine? Yeah, yeah. You know, once April fifteenth comes around, the day that they're promoting out there oh yeah um yeah i don't know too much about the supply but i'm not uh i'm not holding my breath um i have heard people just uh show up at like sf general or something um even if you're not eligible and um i have i've heard that they're not going to turn anyone away you know if you're like oh you're just not in the right zip code or you're not in the right age you're not you're too young or you know? Wow! Yeah, I haven't heard that. <laughs> Maybe I should try that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's one. Uh, there's a vaccine uh, place right by my house at the City College campus, but mm. um, I don't think I'll be able to get one there because my mom had to go to like by Bayview. Um, I know someone else who lives in my neighborhood had to go down there too, so I don't know 
why people in the neighborhood can't just go to the <laughs> one that's right there. But you know, I'm not a public yeah. health expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about your music, man. Did like I don't know. I feel like we. Did, when did you leave St. Fimbar? If you don't mind, mind me asking, I forgot. Maybe like sixth grade. Uh, uh, at the end of fifth grade, so but twenty years ago. Wow. Two thousand one. Were, were you already uh, playing music back then, or was that something that came after? Uh, yeah, yeah. I um, I had started. I kind of had fits and starts. Um, I remember taking. They had music lessons after school at St. Finbar. I took in first grade, and uh, it was very dry. And I remember thinking, "Man, this is so boring." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like having to like read the notes and all that, and there's there's I, I remember very little actual playing in those piano lessons. There's a lot of uh, theory. Um, so yeah, I kind of like a few fits and starts, and then like I've been playing continuously since like yeah, about the summer between fourth and fifth grade, which would have been the year two thousand. Gotcha. So, gotcha. When did it uh, start becoming something that was like maybe I could? make money off this or make this a career was was that later like a lot later down the road or did you already know early um yeah i think it was like around i was 14 is when i was like all right this is what i want to do because i had like you know other interests too I, I was very much into web design and building websites and um i was into history a lot too and yeah around like you know when i was 14 that's when i I was like, oh yeah, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the thing I'm passionate about. I got you. Um, yeah, still, you know, still a challenge to make money off it and make it into a, a living. But, uh, you know, maybe someday. I'm getting paid for this session work, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I imagine the life of an artist is pretty much, you know, you get kind of paid by projects and when when like opportunities come and go it's it's tough uh i don't yeah go ahead you're gonna say something oh yeah i was saying um the last paying gig i did was a christmas party in december 2019 wow so that was a lot of fun so it kind of like went out with a bang you know because that was basically just like getting paid to go to a party and i was like man i wish i could do this more but of course there were not many more parties after <laughs> after that yeah yeah um I'm, i don't I, we could go about this like all day because we haven't talked in so long but uh, i just want to jump into this <laughs> second question uh, my second question for you is what would you like your descendants to know about you you know thinking generations down the line um yeah if they could if you could reach out to them what would you like them to know about you uh, well, I, I try to do my part about global warming, you know, sorry about the, uh, the planet <laughs> being cooked, but you know, I tried to, you know, I, I ride a bike and I sold my car last year and, uh, I also stopped eating meat. So, um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, when you asked me to do this podcast and you, you had that question in the description, uh, I was thinking about my own grandfather and like how, um, uh, I was down in Florida last year as my aunt passed away. So I saw a lot of my dad's siblings and, uh, my grandfather died long before I was born. So I was like, you know, what was he like? And, um, you know, I was kind of thinking like, oh, I wonder what he would like me to know. But, uh, what I took from him is that he was kind of 
ahead of his time and he recognized that a lot of things were bad that um, most people didn't like he was against the vietnam war uh, long before it was a mainstream position so uh i wanted i want my descendants to know hey like i i knew that this you know capitalist system yeah it was unsustainable and like i you know i i, I tried yeah <laughs> i tried to warn people um yeah, yeah. And i guess i'd like them to know like i was a musician and um that's uh that's kind of what i what i did and um i hope that they'd be able to to hear some of it and god knows what music would be like back then you know or you know that far down in the future yeah yeah that's true um i mean i well i just want to say thanks first uh you really got the the, you hit it on the head or hit the nail on the head when you're talking yeah. about how um you know you thought about your grandfather and what he was like and you know you still got something away from which i still uh I, i'm just saying that's super relatable to the reason why i started everything as started this podcast is because i never really got to meet my grandparents and you know all mm-hmm. i have is stories from my folks so but aside from that i wish i could hear from their from from them you know <laughs> uh what they were like and their adventures growing up but thank you for sharing and uh sure my my second question is a fleeting question hopefully it'll come back to me afterwards but it was it was right there but it's all good um oh you forgot you're gonna ask yeah man it, ha- it happens <laughs> I, know, I know you know <laughs> sometimes yeah. it'd be happening and i'm like i get frustrated at myself but it's all good um my uh my third question for you is how would you like to be honored if i was to say today i'm going to do something in honor of matt mangles how would you like (laughs) to be honored um i think if uh people uh didn't drive you know uh because i've become kind of you know anti-car and like pro sustainable transportation so like if you just took the bus you know if you in or rode a bike or something or scooter instead of driving i i'd be kind of honored by that uh or if you um i don't start learning the piano that's kind of a more difficult thing to do i got but, you um yeah or it took, just took up an instrument <clears throat> in general it doesn't have to be the piano you know be the kazoo or something like that just uh yeah I, that'd be an honor i got you I got, i'll definitely um you know not take my car and you, you know make <laughs> because i can't learn an instrument man i've tried a lot and i don't know if i'm just lazy or just like you know not as dedicated enough but my fingers are too short to for the piano well that's an excuse i, I can't say that but <laughs> there's a million reasons why i haven't picked up uh, an instrument but i can definitely uh you know work on helping the earth for you for sure yeah yeah and uh you know i think there's kind of a genetic component too for musical aptitude you know i've been reading about that and there's a a gene that scientists think is correlated with your ability to pick up an instrument and remember you know a melody and all that kind of stuff because people say like oh anyone can do it if you just put in your ten thousand hours but (laughs) I, I think you know what the science suggests is that like one hour of pr- the same practice will do more for one person than it will for the other if they have just if their wi- their brain is wired for that 
no doubt so yeah i'm i don't think i have that i um i can i can i don't know if you knew this but i you know i tried to be a rapper for some time in my life and uh i was uh that was one thing i could do was kind of like put words to a melody but i could never pick up an instrument couldn't do a drum pad yeah you know like i said it's just it wasn't clicking for me but for some reason you know writing words to a beat i could do you know but yeah, it's it's different. It's different for everybody. Yeah, because I have a lot of trouble writing lyrics. Mm. You know, that's kind of why I've gotten into jazz and um, away from songwriting. Is uh, I find that I just I'm doing better soloing over existing things, kind of riffing on things that already exist, rather than trying to create something from scratch and from the whole. Because like you know, I can come up with melodies, but I just I can't. I feel like my lyrics are never they never meet my own standards mm. um and it's like i've heard that's the reason why billy joel stopped writing songs because really? he couldn't finish the lyrics you know he oh. could still come up with new music but uh yeah lyrics are hard i i don't i guess i need to read more poetry or something or, I, don't I just know. don't have a, a way with words like that um I mean that's a, that that's an interesting point you write about Billy Joel because I, I was thinking to myself anytime I ever had writer's block or you know when I just stopped writing I couldn't I felt like I couldn't write it's because I felt like I wrote about the same stuff way too much and it was just like I was stuck in a personal loop like the one song like all my lyrics could just be one song because it's about the same topic you know uh so yeah that was my challenge <laughs> yeah i, I kind of noticed that myself too a few years ago where it's just like every song where it was like basically like, things are bad <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. like if you look around the world like things are bad and you know there's yeah. only so many you know so much you can do with that sentiment yeah man a lot of my songs were about um oh i'm struggling now but i'm gonna make it <laughs> every song was <laughs> yeah was like that yeah <laughs> It's, I think it's pretty common for for, uh, for rappers, you know. It's, yeah. it's kind of optimistic uh, in that way. No doubt, yeah. It's aspiration. <laughs> it's we. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the term struggle rap, and that that's that's what I usually vibe to most, even now. <laughs> but yeah, hmm. yeah. All right, man. My fourth question for you is: How well do you know yourself? And if it's hard to put in words, you could do a scale from one to ten. Oh man, that's getting uh, getting deep now. Um, I guess eight, but you know, because I, I think there are probably um, some things I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not uh, mystified by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. For me, I usually give myself a five um, because I I don't know like if there's what's that limit of like knowing myself. You know, I feel like I'm feel more comfortable saying that I'm in the middle than I'm you know above or below the average. I don't know w what the average is, but uh, um, yeah. Like, and also my my two cents on that is that when i'm at my highest i feel like i know my myself the most and when i'm at my lowest lows i, f I feel like i don't know myself and with that fluctuates throughout life you know so that's usually how yeah, I and i think you know there's that like cliche saying like uh, you know you're talking about your significant other like oh you know me better than i know myself yeah. but it's kind of kind of true because like 
you know, sometimes, you know, like when I'm angry and I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this and that. And they're like, no, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to do that. You're just saying that. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. So, you know, that's why I wouldn't say 10. I got you. But I, got you. I think, you know, I mean, some people would say ourselves are the only thing we really can know. Is not that uh, solip- solipsism? I, I don't know how you pronounce that word, but um, yeah, it's you Which know it's, uh, that's uh, uh, it's like solip Ill- solipsism. Ooh, I'm gonna have to look. Th- uh, I, I want to look that up because I think that's a, a like the only thing you can know yourself is is yourself. That yeah. it's, it's hard for me to say that's true, like an ultimate truth, but that sounds you know like I, something I would vibe to, <laughs> and I'd have to, so I gotta look that up. Sol- solipsism. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, it's one of those words I see written. I don't really uh, hear pronounced. I got much. you. I got you. Well, that that you know brings us perfectly into our icebreaker, which is the spelling bee, which is usually a, a oh, word nice. that people don't normally uh, either read or write, but you know they hear it all the time. So I have to ask you: Have you seen any of the other spelling bee um, portions in previous episodes? And if not, that is all good. <laughs> Uh, I have not. Gotcha. Perfect. I could use the same word. And um, <laughs> the word is liaison. Oh, it's um, L-I-A-I-S-O-N. Oh, man. <laughs> You're like one out of two people who got it right on the first try and like <laughs> one out of six people who got it right at all. So Congrats, I, I saw that word <laughs> recently i can't remember where i saw it, it was like within the past week uh hey I, I, it's funny because i remember seeing that word and i'm like oh wow it's got like three vowels in a row <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't on it wasn't on here and i don't know um i can't remember where i saw it but that's yeah it's funny you got any more <laughs> no actually that was that was the only one but it does uh, you do qualify for getting it right for the spelling bee episode later down the line when I get more uh, guests to to qualify and yeah man I, I know it's a hard thing to say how far into the future and if everybody is available that's always the toughest part but um, yeah just I'll be hitting you up to come back on if that's cool with you <laughs> yeah yeah I'm gonna have to uh, watch the old episodes now because I'm curious how people spelled it like I bet some people put some E's in there <laughs> oh yeah it, it ranged man and you know people normally spelled it as without the middle I so it was L-I-A-S-O-N and I always had to say like oh you're missing one right 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 down the middle and you know <laughs> oh. yeah it's interesting I mean when you say it you can't really hear it and that's how most people you know try to spell but yeah man thank you for participating cool. I hope that was fun <laughs> yeah all right we made it to the main dish and the main portion of the interview um where you get to choose a number between one and 34 feel free to shoot um let's go with 12 are you using your time wisely uh probably not (laughs) um i mean i'm not uh you know using it um maliciously it's not like i'm like using it to like my time to like plot you know uh you know (laughs) nefarious things or like uh (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i'm saying too much now (laughs) um but 
Yeah, I'm sorry, but man. I, you I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm not hurting anybody, but I guess I do. Uh, I spend a lot of time like uh, Twitter, um, uh, different websites. Like I go on Reddit. I don't even have an account, but like I just go on the the local subreddits and um, yeah, I. Um, I I don't play as much as I should. I, I I spend a lot more time listening to music than I do like actually playing. Um, and whenever I do play, I don't like really practice, and I'm kind of always um, a little bit feel a little bit guilty about that. You know, like oh, you, you didn't do any scales today. You didn't uh, do any arpeggios. You just kind of just played songs, and, and that kind of it's kind of practice you're still playing your instrument but um yeah i i could probably well i you know sometimes i'm like oh, i'm definitely not using my time wisely but then i wonder like oh is that just like my inner uh protestant work ethic that I, you know <laughs> the puritan mindset i've uh, internalized from being in america i don't know um because we're not meant to like work all the time like you know it's it's uh i don't think it's bad to be lazy really hmm. but uh it's still hard to not feel guilty about like oh man i spent like three hours just scrolling different sites social media fuck dude are we, are we allowed to swear on this yeah no, no you you are be, be yourself man don't don't censor yourself um okay no but yeah man if this is a family podcast <laughs> i mean it, it honestly this video is for you um so you know it's on my channel and whatnot but another reason why i do this is so you can have like you know this timestamp of where you are at this point in time you know so you can show oh, it to whoever yeah. you want um oh yeah like a time capsule yeah yeah in a way in a way um no i was just gonna say i i relate to you wholly man like i i i am a redditor as well and i can get lost in all those subreddits whatever interests me you know <laughs> spend like i know i i probably you know take an extra hour to sleep just because i stay on my phone looking through subreddits more so than like instagram and all this all the other social medias i don't know something about that forum way of the of setup that reddit has going on is just more attractive to me and apparently it's blown up never thought it would happen that way but, uh, but yeah yeah I don't, I don't go on instagram too much i, I like text I like you know read a lot but um i i have this uh, software on my laptop called flux where it'll um automatically at night make your screen darker like you, you put in your location and it tracks the sunset time and then it makes it uh, dark at night so um, you're not getting super bright lights <laughs> you know, right before you go to bed still not ideal but it kind of helps a little bit I think yeah yeah I mean um, I think I don't know what it's called on, on Max but I think it's a similar thing where you know at least it doesn't just like keep my eyes open it gets my eyes tired actually and maybe that's that's a proven thing scientific thing i don't know if it's just a marketing thing but it seems to work for me <laughs> yeah and by the way what is up with reddit and those like endless like sub threads it's like continue this discussion it's like why can't there be a limit on like how many you know you know, you know what i'm talking about like the replies go like so deep and like 
Can no. you like make a limit like three or four at, at the most? You know. I mean, I and I, I feel you. I generally just end up reading like maybe top five. You know, and then within yeah, yeah. within those five, there's comments within those that I just like. You know, I'll, I'll see where the real information is. Sometimes, right, <laughs> is in the comments. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I like to a similar website that, that predates Reddit called MetaFilter. Um, but mm. it's like all just single comments. You can't like reply to anyone's comments. It's all just one, which I I kind of liked. It's called um, MetaFilter. I don't really go on there as much. Yeah, MetaFilter. All right, I'm gonna check that out. Um, is it still like active to this day? Or yeah, yeah, it's still it's you know it's past its heyday, but um, it's still going strong. Um, but yeah, most of the most of the days it's, it's Twitter because like everyone's on it, and you know I think it had a big explosion to Trump, you know, and that was mm. his medium of choice. Um, really? And I think there's been yeah, oh yeah, he was he was tweeting day and night all oh, yeah. time <laughs> but uh yeah i think there's kind of a void now because you know, every day he would tweet something outrageous like the time he called bet midler a washed up psycho oh. <laughs> and, like, and there'd just be something to do and i feel like ever since he left office there's been kind of like this like void you know no know. yeah yeah i don't know, uh, I don't know how you feel that i think i've noticed it more in like mainstream media or you know, just like a that, that figure that was always reported, so guaranteed clicks, guaranteed you know views and and reads and everything. I think I've noticed it more there than Twitter. I've tried to get into Twitter, man. I I don't know what it is about it, man. I I just haven't figured it out to feel like I'm actually using my voice, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's a different yeah, experience. It helps if like uh, you know people in real life, and because um, I had an account for a long time and I didn't really use it, and then uh, this guy I used to ride bikes with was like, "Oh, you, you on Twitter?" I'm like, "Yeah, technically, <laughs> uh, not really." But then I started going on more, and I got into like you know my other bike people, and um, you know, and there's a lot of funny accounts on there too. Uh, so yeah there's just you can get news you can get uh entertainment but it's all about the people you follow you know it's yeah. it's only as good i guess as, as the accounts you follow i mean um, I, I give it a shot every time and i still haven't given up on it but i think the new thing is uh the tiktok <laughs> oh yeah yeah i i've had people try to tell me to go on tiktok and like put videos of me playing piano on there but uh i don't really want to <laughs> You know, um, no, no, I hear you. <laughs> I yeah, feel, I, I guess uh, I, I could get an audience, I suppose. Um, is it like I, I feel like a big reason why I haven't bought into the whole TikTok thing is because I know who created it. Not, I didn't know know who, but where where it's coming from. So it's it's just like oh, China. Yeah, well, I mean, am I right to feel that way when almost everything I buy is is from China? Like. <laughs> you know yeah i i mean i do remember uh being hesitant to join tiktok for that reason but then i was like well i don't think it tracks you any more than facebook does um but i've gotten off facebook too like uh i don't think i've been on there since i don't know maybe late october november um so i'm i'm out of the loop i don't know people's birthdays <laughs> <laughs> You don't um, know what they're thinking. I, <laughs> What's on your yeah, mind? <laughs> yeah, I, I have to like remember when someone's birthday is, and then 
text them. It's not, I don't get uh, reminded. I do kind of miss the memories when it shows you your memories from that's, that's that cool. day. That's true. That's true. And uh, I mean, now you're just going old school with, uh, you know, rem- remembering people's birthdays. <laughs> 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 old fashioned. Um, but yeah, man, go ahead and uh, throw me another number. Uh, what about uh, 22? How do you define ego? Hmm. Uh, oh boy, I think about this. Well, take your time. It's going to be music. It's your, yeah, it's, it's your conception of yourself. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's the part of your brain, I guess, that is the self. Yeah. Um, there's the so-called lizard brain. Like, which is the real basic stuff, right? It regulates like breathing and all that. Um, I guess your ego is the part of your brain that uh, worries about like, oh shit, I've got a pimple. People are gonna look at me. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be embarrassed. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's. I can't say it's like a part of your brain. I guess it's a it's a construct. Mm. It's a, it's. I guess you could define it as it's who you think you are. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> who you think you are? Goddamn. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> who that. You, who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good tagline for the you know, ego. That's, that's the song you should have uh, playing. Like, who do you think you are? Big <laughs> You know that one, right? Yeah, of course I do, man. Um, <laughs> I think uh, the first time that entered my consciousness was Mighty Ducks because they played it in, the, in that movie. I don't know if you remember that, but I know. <laughs> that's what oh, I, I, I don't. I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But um, no, yeah, the, I remember that song because um, I saw him, him live Booker T at the uh, Hardly Strictly Music Festival over in Golden Gate Park. Oh shit! And uh, and he was playing that. I'm like, oh, that's that's him. I didn't know uh, he did that song. Damn, I didn't know either. Oh, holy <laughs> crap! Yeah, he was um, uh, like a session player that played on all those uh, Stax Records pits. So, okay, um, he, he played uh, that song that was in <clears throat> the Sandlot. Um, it's like the instrumental organ one. I think it's when they're all going on the uh, roller coaster and oh they have yeah, yeah. tobacco. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's called Green Onions. It's one of those tunes that like everybody knows, but very few people know the name of. I, so, I, I know uh, what you mean. <laughs> yeah, go go look up Green Onions by Booker T. Anyone anyone listening, you're gonna be like, oh, that song. I got you. I got you. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check that out for sure. I wish I could uh, do it right now, but I haven't figured out how to like incorporate that audio into into the. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I do that uh, post production. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Get your editing team on it. <laughs> All right, uh, look to myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Let me, oh, the question popped up back into my head from way beginning in the interview. Uh, it, was, it had to do with you playing music and your your instrument. You would say is just a piano, or you play a bunch of other instruments, or um, piano and voice. Um, you know, a lot of my musical identities wrapped up being a piano player, but um, I do I do like to sing too. That's kind of my uh, um, what do you call it? 
not my hidden talent because I'm not uh, not really talented and I don't really hide it but it's my uh, <laughs> the thing I, I like I like to do that's like kind of my, my passion thing that I'm not as good at as piano but like I I like to do it because I was listening to uh, I know it's a controversial artist because of his political views but Morrissey mm-hmm. um, and I realized that God this guy just loves to sing and he he inspires me and he makes me want to sing he makes you realize like oh you know I, i've got you know there's like stuff inside that you can't get out just through playing piano i'd like to um sing as well i'd like to someday also play like guitar or something strings you know with strings because you can bend notes and i feel like i you, there's music you can't get out through mm. just piano because you you can't bend you can't play in between the notes the notes they're like they're fixed Whereas a guitar, you can kind of like little yeah. things like that, you know, and do slide like uh, this guy Derek Trucks. It's probably my favorite guitarist. Um, Where's he from? Uh, uh, Georgia. Oh, oh. He's, um, his uncle was in the uh, Almond Brothers, mm. um, and yeah, he does really great like southern guitar but also he listened to a lot of indian music like ravi shankar and a lot oh, of like ragas shit. yeah so it's kind of kind of got that element too it's a real real interesting um mix but yeah just piano and vocals those are my main uh instruments i also i have like a little melodica you know what that is like no what's a melodica it's like the um uh, i think i got it right here let me take it out of here. For sure. Let's just show you. Oh, yeah, so snap. Like these things, you like blow through it. There's a little tube you attach and you can blow. So is, is um, that so it won't make noise unless you're blowing and pressing the keys at the same time? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, so I... um. I've been playing that lately. I just like, I go, I never play it indoors because it's kind of loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll go to like the park or something. Um, just play and practice. And uh, it's it's kind of neat. Like I can pretend that I actually know how to play a wind instrument. Mm. Really, I'm just playing piano in, a, in another way. I see. Um, although you do have to like, you know, have good breath control and all that. But yeah it's a lot easier than learning like the new fingering for like saxophone or something or trumpet i got you is a is it, is that like the level two of a piano because I, I can imagine <laughs> breath control is like is you know it's hard to incorporate when you're trying to play a song you know like i don't know if, if it's become natural to you or it helps actually it probably helps you with your singing yeah um yeah it's interesting because when you're, you're trying to solo on that and the piano the problem that I think I have and a lot of pianists have when they're soloing is like you don't know when to stop like your phrases can just go on and on like a like a Bach piece like a Baroque thing or you know there's no rests mm. whereas if you're playing a wind instrument you kind of you have to stop at some point so you have to take a breath uh, so I feel like that's kind of good for um, my phrasing because Otherwise, I'll be playing like really long lines and people will get bored, I think, if there's too many notes in a row without a stop of some kind, without a break. Yeah, yeah. So I think it kind of helps see, you know, playing that thing, I'll see my phrasing when I'm playing just a regular piano. 
can you also bend the notes because of your breath or it's still like a regular piano um yeah not not re really you can't really like bend the pitches you can do some like other interesting things like uh get like a kind of wah wah effect mm. if you like vary your breath and uh you can vary the the dynamics like how loud it is uh pretty just by how hard you blow which is kind of kind of cool gotcha. but uh you can't really you can play more than one note at a time but like you have to blow really hard and it's kind of impractical i still do it sometimes i got um, you yeah I, I use it to imitate the bagpipes where i hold down like the lowest key like, <laughs> like the bagpipe drone and i'll play something on top of that that's yeah. funny do, do people ever yeah. like when you play out in the park do people ever come up to you and ask you about it or you know is it just you know passerbyers most of the time yeah um i used to play at dolores park like over the summer oh, and sick. um yeah i eventually like start playing with this guy who played guitar there and we, we play some songs sometimes people even give us money but um i haven't been going over there as much because i don't know it's kind of loud there's a lot of people with like speakers and stuff oh. really loud and a lot of like noise pollution and competition so and i feel like uh people are kind of spooked by me playing that because it's like oh he's like breathing i'm getting his germs he's putting a lot of like germs out there so i kind of go yeah. like off the beaten path to play or I, I go to golden gate park and i play sometimes um by the conservatory of flowers where there's that tunnel so oh, you yeah. get kind of a a cool echo there yeah yeah that's sick yeah. man um you picked have you picked was that something you picked up recently or you, you've been kind of doing that for a minute um i think i got that in 2018 but it's definitely more like since the pandemic started that i've really been playing it a lot and play it very much before then i feel you um yeah but i just realized like oh like uh you know like when valencia street was closed off i'm like oh i can go and play there maybe try to make some money but i think what you have to do is like you gotta like get um put your venmo write, <laughs> write it down like on cardboard people don't like carry much cash these days yeah uh, i think also because of the pandemic um yeah, yeah. so yeah i gotta get like one of those qr codes and like print it out and do that and super yeah, easy i, I kind of stopped yeah I, I stopped once it got smoky and i kind of just haven't picked up since then but yeah i gotta go back downtown and try and try and make money playing again yeah so that's, that's always cool when you can do that well like so you would go out there and play like just downtown and you know have people like donate yeah i'd uh i'd go like to valencia street um like around like 18th and 19th and it's kind of set up there uh, but again there's like a lot of competition though because there's like a whole family that plays like a, you know violins and cello what? and all like a string quartet sorry I've they're, never they're seen on there yeah <laughs> there's like a guy that with like dj booth and speakers on that same block so yeah there's got to be a lot of competition so um i haven't really gone to places with people to play there's like a spot i go bike by the horseshoe pits in golden gate park now that's mm -hmm. kind of where i've been going lately to play my little spot for sure well i was just wondering like if you could remember like the best day you had you know being out there like was it 
something different kind of energy you were bringing and with like the songs you were playing that people just kind of like you know vibe to you a little bit more or if you could remember yeah um i remember one day when i was playing with a that guy uh we were playing guitar and uh i remember uh teaching him some songs which is kind of cool like i was like we gotta like kind of pander you know we want to make money we gotta i was like uh, do you know the friends theme song <laughs> he's like no i don't know that. i was like oh, i'll teach you he had a notebook and also like uh, you know wrote, wrote down the chords and all and then um what we actually made money on was um someone asked us to play just came up and was like oh you just play something for us so we played uh mercy mercy me and marvin gay and then wow. after we were done like they gave us each five dollars yeah is, you know pretty good because most people just give like a dollar or something yeah so, uh, yeah that, that was good so it's you know i like being able to it was a good feeling to like teach someone a new song i got um, you yeah yeah i mean that's that would have me hella nervous you know just strangers coming up to me requesting songs but you know that day you guys were able to pull it off have you yeah, ever, and, you know we were we were drinking too so you kind of get more <laughs> confidence uh, yeah. liquid courage but yeah I, yeah I, I don't i'm not drinking currently so uh i have to you know just find other ways to get confidence all natural i, I feel you man um another fleeting question damn it that, that's on me but uh go ahead and throw me another number uh about seven what are you an early adopter of you know something like you had mentioned earlier you know the whole climate crisis you were like you were there you you were pushing for it what, what's another thing like that where you kind of uh saw earlier or saw early yeah uh well twitter because i actually created my account while i was still in high school in 2008 um wow. because like i said i used to be really into building websites and i was i kind of like followed the the web development community so i was a big nerd in high school i was it's in the past <laughs> tense like i'm not anymore but um i i remember when like twitter came out um because it was the same guy that did um blogger i don't know if you remember yeah blogger. i do remember blogger yeah yeah um, yeah. um the guy that, that that wasn't jack like evan something and oh, i was like oh, okay that's, that's okay. kind of cool like and i noticed like a lot of the web development people getting on there and eventually i was like well maybe i should be on here so i i didn't really tweet much um I, I like would tweet every now and then for like the first couple of years and then I didn't touch my account for like three or four years until <laughs> like 2014 so I wasn't using it continuously um, and then I was uh, an early adopter of another service which I don't think many people remember anymore which is called Delicious ah, which was a, that a, book, a bookmarking site um, if you wanted to like a social bookmarking site like early social media so you came across a cool website you could save that link and you could you know tag it and then you could see what other people had found and like search tags and that's how i used to find like funny videos before youtube 
uh, go to delicious and like search for like the mp4 tag or something like that and like see what people had tagged with the word funny uh, so wow. I joined that yeah. and when I was still in eighth grade in 2004. Whoa, yeah, yeah. So, and then um, it got bought by Yahoo at the end of 2005. And we all know what Yahoo does to products. Same thing they did to GeoCities and to Flickr. I don't know if people remember. It's, uh, it's the place where apps die, right? Yahoo, <laughs> where websites die. <laughs> yeah, and now they're shutting down Yahoo Answers. Really? So, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, next month is not going to be, uh, it's all going to be taken down. Man, I used to ask so. people on Yahoo Answers to rate my rhymes. <laughs> all, the, all that information is going to be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got to save it if you want it. But, uh, yeah, I guess I was an, an early adopter of the, the internet itself because, you know, my dad worked in the computer biz. Oh, snap. Uh, he's, a, he's a systems engineer. He works for Visa now. I uh, used to work for... Uh, company called tandem which got bought by compaq oh um, man compaq so i yeah i remember uh my earliest memory using the internet was probably in like it, it could have been early as 1997 so uh, maybe 96 but i think it was definitely by 97 i remember the first website i went on was uh for this tv show called kratz creatures uh, which later got called uh retitled zaboomafu got you I definitely remember <laughs> that second yeah. second name <laughs> yeah yeah old 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 millennials will will know um <laughs> but yeah it was like a pbs show and like they're like oh you have a website and um i remember when like cereal boxes like the Fruit Loops would be like, we're on the web, and they'd have like the whole like HTTP colon slash slash www.kellogs.com. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like, Dad, they got a website. Look at that. We got to go on. <laughs> I, I had the, um, my first experience was America Online, probably 2001, um, 2000, 2001. And uh, yeah, man, like kids' chat rooms are just. It was all the, the kids' kid sites, you know. <laughs> they always had the same stuff: yeah. message board, new games. Um, yeah, I, or, I think we can still do go back on there, right? Like the Wayback Machine. I think that's a site, right? Where oh you, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. The Internet Archive is is great. It's got a lot of um, a lot of valuable stuff on there. Uh, it hopefully it it stays up. It's um, there's an author named Chuck Wendig that's suing the Internet Archive for like putting free for putting books on there, claiming it's like an intellectual copyright oh, shit. violation. So it's like I, I think they're pretty well funded and they've got good lawyers to defend against that. But um, yeah, it, you know, it's headquartered in the city, right off Park Presidio. Nah, I did not know. Wait, the Wayback Machine? No way. Yeah, the, the Internet Archive is in like an old like uh, Christian Science Temple or church. Wow. It's like on, on Clement and Park Presidio, I think, somewhere around there. Is it something where like you know I can go in there, or is it just like their office where? Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, I don't imagine you can now because of the COVID, but um, oh. yeah, I, I don't know if they they give tours. That's a that's a good question. I know that the uh, Mythbusters place doesn't give tours. The one that's on uh, Missouri and Cesar Chavez, oh, you know, like the shit. workshop where they film that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
I, I know that they don't give tours there for uh, insurance reasons. Yeah. Uh, just, just in case anyone listening is uh, <laughs> trying to visit the Mythbusters um, headquarters. But yeah, Internet Archive, uh, I, I'd be interested in seeing that because, you know, they probably have like a bunch of servers in there. Um, mm. Whole server farm. That's always kind of neat to see. No, I mean, you know, just if they had, it was like a museum or something where they had different different things that were like monumental that they, they pulled oh, out, yeah. you know, something like that. I don't know. They, they should like, you know, like di- different exhibits for like milestones in Internet history, like the, uh, you know, chocolate rain. <laughs> <laughs> they have like a, a wax figure of a taze on day or uh, if they wanted to they've go got there, grumpy right? cat stuffed like, <laughs> like taxidermy. Uh, oh, um, yeah, they could do a where, where, where are they now kind of thing, you know, like or an exhibit yeah. that has that all the famous memes and videos. That'd be yeah, kind of funny. The Star Wars kid, <laughs> this remember that like one of the first viral videos. <laughs> oh man, uh, wait, wait, which one is the Star Wars kid? It, it was like he had like his, he had like the pretend lightsaber, and he was like. Oh yeah, I do remember him. It was like a like French Canadian kid, and I remember him now. Yeah, kind of ruined his life. (laughs) But hey, if anything, Disney's gonna put him on as an Easter egg in Mandalorian or something. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's a good idea, actually. You know, oh shit, it's the Star Wars kid. Everyone's gonna like lose their minds, you know. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, you should pitch that. <laughs> Disney, you heard heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know you're watching this uh, <laughs> podcast, Michael Eisner, whoever's ahead of Disney now. <laughs> um, hey man, uh, just want to let you know we're hitting about the ten, the last ten fifteen minutes of the podcast. Um, just want to say thank you again before you know it gets to the end. I hope you're having fun. Um, and yeah. We gotta go ahead and throw me another number. I think we got time for a couple more. Okay. Uh, what about uh, twenty nine? Twenty nine. What? Well, I, I this this question is kind of weird because I also don't want to put it on blast for people to be like, oh, that's what it is. But what is your most valued possession? And feel free not to answer that. I would say. Not so much, you know, uh, money-wise, but, you know, just more something that's, like, you're more attached to sentimentally. Um, well, I guess the, my piano. So mm. I, I'm not too worried about someone stealing that. If, if, you, if you can break into my house and take my piano, like, you, you've earned it. I'm not going to be mad. Like, like you, you clearly want it more than I do. Um so yeah, I, uh, I guess that. Um, You've had the same um, one growing up. I've had it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I've had it since 2004. Um, so yeah, I, I I first learned on like a little Casio keyboard, and then uh, my first like full 88 key keyboard was uh, actually a Suzuki. I don't think they uh, make keyboards anymore. I've I haven't seen a Suzuki keyboard in a long time. Um, I eventually got like a, a real acoustic uh, grand piano, um, a Sherman Clay. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that. Although, like, you do get kind of 
tired of playing the same instrument and it's I kind of mm-hmm. I always like the chance to um, play a different piano if I see someone uh, you know at someone's house or in public or something because people are like don't you play all the time when you get tired <laughs> of playing it it's like it's 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 a it's different you know it's like uh, they're all different and they all have different feel and they all different tone qualities um, but yeah you know there, there are many like it but this one is mine uh, <laughs> no doubt uh, yeah uh, I guess uh, you know my computer too because that's kind of my, my whole life I'd be kind of yeah. lost without that wouldn't be able to do this uh, podcast because I don't I don't have Zoom or anything like that on my uh, <clears throat> my phone my phone's kind of old too. Mm-hmm. it's like four years old now so um, I, I haven't even attempted to ever do like FaceTime or anything on it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, uh, that's those are really. Oh, and speakers, of course. I've got oh. nice speakers. Um, I don't have uh, nice headphones anymore. They kind of wore out after many years of use. So um, I do have nice, um, a nice speaker setup. No doubt. Which I. I which is pretty cool because yeah i i all i got is like these earbuds now (laughs) (laughs) not the same uh yeah what kind of headphones you have by the way uh these are they're like um they're called avantri and the main it's like of a-v-a-n-t-r-e-e but the main reason i got them was that they're they're able to be plugged in and also bluetooth and you know not a lot of headsets can are are marketed that way so that's the main reason why i bought it because i don't always want to have to worry about my bluetooth charge you know i just kind of want to like plug it in and do its thing yeah i had i had sennheisers which were those are nice pretty nice those are nice i had the sony ones with the curl curled uh curled braid or wire oh yeah yeah that's yeah that's what i had yeah those are i mean I think everyone should have those, but man, that it was really, really long. It was like ten feet long or something. I, I didn't need something like that right now. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of get tangled too. Like I, I got knots in the cord. I was like never, never able to get out. Man. Um, but like the the headphones like themselves were uh, okay. What wore out was like the padding. Um, uh, that, that's what got. I think yeah, that's that's what uh wore out and you know. I, I guess I could still listen to them, but like you know, it's not like a, a tight uh, fit around the ears anymore. So yeah, it's not yeah. quite the same. Do you like Bose's or both? Bose? I don't I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, uh, Bose. Yeah, Bose? yeah. Compared I, um, to Sennheisers, like I feel like you I, might I have an ear that's better. Go ahead. I don't know if I've ever listened to, to Bose earphones. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just uh, curious. I, the, yeah, the other ones I had, um, I got like cheap ones from an old job that were like ninety nine dollars, and I, I mean, know it's like some Chinese brand. So um, <laughs> yeah, 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 and th- those like recently stopped working too. Like, those are my backup mm-hmm. headphones, but yeah, I've never, I've never tried. But those are, like the both are the noise canceling ones, right? They are. I mean, they've they've had. I just really liked them. I I, I had a 
a pair when I was in college and it was just super comfortable as far as like with whatever foam they had in the ear and you know they say it it sounds like this percent much better than the leading other ones but I could never tell I don't have that ear for like oh man this is really good treble this is really good bass I'm like it kind of sounds the same to me but <laughs> um yeah I think other people can appreciate you know the the craftsmanship on on bows too even even i know they're like a big sponsor for sports like i seen them on nfl and you know nba i think but that, that's all i know about bows is that they were super comfortable yeah i'd like to try them sunday yeah maybe yeah. uh the beats you know Ooh. those are supposed to be good too right beats by dre you know my beef with beats is that somebody like took it apart and like was like took out took apart like another um you know asian knockoff had had said and they found the same parts and it was just like <laughs> yeah so I, ever since i saw that i've been kind of like oh man i don't know but who what am i who am i to say you know like maybe it's not as bad as i think maybe you know everybody else is the same too like they use the same components but um that that's where my beef with beats began and anytime anyone ever mentions it i'm like should i tell them should is it my responsibility to save them some money right now because them them go for like four hundred dollars <laughs> yeah i guess they're, they're the gray goose of headphones you know, like gray <laughs> goose vodka is just like regular vodka just in a really nice bottle really and you're just kind of paying for like the and, and also like if you make something expensive people will assume it's quality yeah yeah i uh i i struggle with that man i I, like i try not to overthink purchases you know there's also that saying like buy nice or buy twice i've experienced that as well I, i guess it just really depends on the item right there's some items you don't need to spend a lot of money on and there's others that you feel like oh maybe like freaking mattresses I, I never went mattress shopping but just hearing people talk about it like holy shit man two g's for for a mattress it's supposed to last 10 years and I'm like yeah i get it <laughs> yeah i think that's that's a racket you know i mean Ooh, okay it shouldn't cost that much a mattress shouldn't be four figures yeah. you know that's just uh yeah. that's absurd but i guess there's a, a mattress cartel you know, <laughs> there's big mattress is it called the the sleep machine or sleep train? <laughs> all, yeah, all those guys. yeah, they're yeah they're they're all in cahoots <laughs> with each other. Uh, but you know, someday someone will will come out with a a cheap mattress, and then or maybe someone's tried to do that already, and then you know, it's kind of like a, a mob thing where the people from Sleep Train and you know, it's like <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think you want to try to compete with us here. You know, might. Get a nice shop here. It'd be a shame if it burned down. You know? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Because um, right, you think someone would have tried that by now, and seen the opening in the market, and like, hey, I could just you know sell them for cheap, and then there's you know, a undercut the big guys. I was gonna say I've seen a lot of uh, mattress in a box ads, you know, on my phone when I'm scrolling. <laughs> uh, huh. I think the purple mattress. Uh, uh, that's the one that just pops in my head because it's purple but uh nectar i feel like nectar is another mattress in a box that's 
when someone used that term, I was like, what's that? And like, oh, okay, I get it. They just ship it to you in a box hmm. and that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, those I think are more affordable. Uh, I want to say they have to be right because it uses less material. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, if I all I know is if I'm going to pay like two grand, I want to be getting like a waterbed or something <laughs> like, like that, which is invented in San Francisco, by the way. Oh, um, shit. a lot of people know that. Not, I, um, I had no idea, man. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, I had a friend. Uh, I don't know if you remember a guy named Eric that used to go to sit from bar in like very early days. Like Dude. kindergarten, maybe like second grade, Eric Anderson. But I remember going over to uh, his house, and his parents had a, a waterbed. That's the only time I've ever seen one in, in real life. What's it called, man? I I, my, I do remember Eric. I feel like I do if I had see, <laughs> see the picture. Um, but I did have a, my experience with a waterbed because my folks had one, but they got got tired of it so so they're like you can have it and i'm like damn so for a while there i, I had a water bed that i didn't change the water to in like a very long time and then at some mm. point i was like all right now i gotta deflate it so you know when you like do that thing where you blow into the hose and then it's supposed to pop pop out and like you know it starts to like deflate that way um i fucking did that and like i got it like just I drowned in that old water bed, like water. Dude. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I, just, oh, I got wow. tasted everything bad. It was when you mentioned water bed, that's the first memory that popped in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I think you gotta be careful with that because, like, uh, I think that's how you get um, like Legionnaires disease. It's from like water that's been stored for a. Because I remember hearing about um, when people were like, where offices were reopening after being closed for a long time. Yeah, um, they were worried about legionnaires disease because the water in the air conditioning units had just been sitting there um for so long and i think when it's like water is like sits there you're liable to get uh the legionnaires bacteria so that's probably another reason that water beds um put a lot of favor for sure can also make you sick in addition to being uh you know leaking and uh you know, I mean, you can get mold from them too if the water leaks. That's no Ooh. fun. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even know if they're all that comfortable. No, thanks but, for yeah, this, me. this has been the Waterbed Park podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're thinking about getting talking one. waterbeds, <laughs> yeah. Toll free number, man. Water one eight hundred waterbeds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Um, we have. I had another fleeting thought. It's okay. Uh, we've got gotten to the concluding portion of the interview. Uh, I, I only got a couple more questions for you. And this, okay. I've been trying to find a way to connect my guests. Like, basically, I have the previous guests asking a question to you. And this one was, is, shout out Marianne. She, this is her question for you. What is the most important thing you've learned about yourself during the pandemic? Hmm. Most important thing. Um. Well, I guess it's that um. I, I'm I'm not really uh that social. I guess I've been um. I I don't know if alarmed is the right word, but like I see people talking about like oh I miss live music so much I can't wait to get back out there. I'm just like. Yeah, <laughs> you know that. You know, uh, yeah. I, I guess I, I mean it's not like I'm, uh, you know, 
completely content with having no contact. Like I, I do, you know, require some socialization, but yeah, I'm uh, quite, quite content to like uh, be sequestered, I guess, and mm -hmm. uh, away, away from people. And um, because I've, I noticed a lot of, you know, people like my friends, it's, you know, re it really hit them hard like they were struggling in the very beginning because like they're very very social and um you know always going out to bars and stuff and i i guess i i learned that um i'm grateful to be kind kind of introverted i suppose and that um yeah i i, I i've learned i can definitely live without bars um, <laughs> i mean that's you know i mean I've stopped drinking too, or just taking a drinking break. I don't, I don't, that makes it sound like I had a problem. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like saying that. You know, because <laughs> you know, I, I feel like we know. You know, when you're like, oh, I, I don't, I'm not drinking. People are like, oh, okay, and just you know, I don't want, I don't want people to like think that. Um, I got you. I got you. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, uh, um, yeah, I, I've, I've been kind of. Um, uh, dismayed i guess to learn at, at how how little contact i need I, I guess part of it's just being raised as an only child i mean i, I do have like a sibling but she's like much older and like didn't really grow up uh here with me so um yeah i, I guess that's kind of the main thing i learned about myself um i guess another thing i've learned is that um uh, I've got, uh, how do I say it? Um, and well, the, the pejorative way is like to say it is engineer's disease where mm. I'm like, I've just, I noticed myself like, um, I, I, I do like some programming every now and then I realize that like, I kind of need to do that because I'll like. I know I'll just find myself looking at like everyday things of like like there's a traffic light by my house it's like broken where it's like it gives like a red for one direction and a green for the other and I'm like oh it's so illogical how did they how did this happen and like <laughs> oh you know I, I I find myself getting bothered by stuff like that it's like I need to like have like some kind of technical project to work on because like when I think about when I was happiest during the pandemic it was when I had an idea for something to code and um I had something to like look forward to working on and like really occupy my brain. Cause I feel like music just doesn't cut it. It's not enough, you know, because when you're programming something, it, it works or it doesn't, you know, like a piece of music, it can be like, oh, well, you know, they said they liked it, but I don't know. I mean, they're just trying to humor me or I don't know. Yeah. Just, I don't know if this piece of music worked or not, but like, it's so satisfying to have something that's like, Okay, it works or it doesn't. It throws errors, or it doesn't, or it does what it's supposed to, or it doesn't. And um, you know, because I, I I've kind of tried to get back into doing technical stuff, but I feel like um, I just have to have a project. I have to have something that like I I can use myself, and that like I think would be useful, and like I think is not too hard, but at the same time isn't too easy. And it's very hard to find things that meet all those criteria, 
but like uh, I decided to make make a little game with mm -hmm. JavaScript like around like September. So I think like that was the happiest time for me because I just like I had like this little project and I would like be away from the computer and think like, oh, I have an idea. Like, oh, I could do for that. And like, I'd have like something to look forward to when I get home to, to work on. So I, yeah, I, I need like, I need like a technical challenge to occupy my brain. I guess I could like take up chess, you know, maybe fill up the same thing, but I'm, I've tried doing that. I'm not really into it. Yeah. I mean, thanks. Thank you for opening up. Uh, uh, I never really thought about you know coding in that way, but I can see I can see how that feeling of um, you know tangible success or not success, but just putting something together. I didn't know it's called engineer's disease. So that that's something. Yeah, like, well, I guess yeah, engineer's disease is more like when uh, people are like. Uh, uh, I guess a good example would be like this argument I have with my ex about whether it was like better to put the cereal in the bowl first or the milk. And I was like trying to like prove like with physics why it's a better idea. Like, no, if you put the milk in first, then the, when you put like the cornflakes in, it's going to splash and displace the milk. Whereas, you, you know, you put the cereal in first and then the milk, the milk will fill the voids and it won't, you know, I was like, I realized I was like, explaining this thing like very technical like you know terms and <laughs> you know that's kind of like engineer's disease or sometimes these things are just people's preferences and there's like no one right way to do it but i'm always like trying to think, like what's the optimal way to do this you know gotcha gotcha yeah man i don't know who the hell pours the milk first <laughs> i'm more of a cereal well, than my, my ex did yeah <laughs> Different, different regions, maybe different, different childhoods, preferences, different preferences. Um, but uh, for sure, for sure. My my next question for you is actually asking you what question would you like to ask the next guest? Um, hmm. What would I like to ask? Uh, well, I guess uh, we can ask. Um, who do you think you are? I remember we were talking about that. Who do you who do you think you are? Like who do you what's your what are you about? What's your conception of yourself? Like not you know I yeah. guess the tone tone is important. It's not like who do you think you are? Yeah. It's like who do you think that you are? Yeah, I got you. That that's a that's a great question, man. I'm probably gonna have to add that to the list. <laughs> Um, but no doubt, no doubt. And then my very last question for you is what is the greatest lesson you've learned thus far in your life? Um, green, oh boy. Um, Oh man, that's that's a that's a hard one. The, the greatest lesson is in general in life. Yeah, I mean, um, I know there's a lot of lessons we learn, so it could be like the first one that pops up in your head. Um. Uh, I'm trying to think about like how to uh, put it put it into words, how to articulate. Um. 
I guess like there's you have to um oh man <laughs> I'm really stumbling here um, take your time take your time that, yeah you have to like accept that uh, you don't have control over um things really that mm. you know i mean 2020 has been a great example of that how uh all your best laid plans can be you know destroyed by some uh unforeseen event that's much bigger than you and you have to uh just deal with that because you know I, I have a hard time with like um you know being disappointed and like disappointment like i think that was a big theme of last year's um you know if you were disappointed they didn't get to travel and see their favorite shows um and it it's hard because it's like no i planned this for so long and you know i you know i've been saving to do it and uh, it's how you have to just realize that some things are uh are out of your control uh like uh that what they say in uh i think it's aa how um you know give me give me the strength to accept i can't change things and the you know ability to to change the things that i can uh, yeah yeah paraphrasing it um but yeah i guess that just you don't have um that much control and like things can always happen and you know life can always happen and uh and it can it can work the other way too it can like uh, being unexpected benefits there can be things that come that you good things that come out of nowhere um but it seems so hard to imagine now with with how bad everything is yeah but um um but yeah i mean in a way that didn't happen also with the pandemic because like uh at first 1200 check like i really needed that and that really you know helped and it was something i you know didn't see coming like a month before because uh you know covid got pretty bad pretty quick yeah um but yeah, I, uh, for sure. Yeah, that's a question I have to really, uh, you know, spend a lot of time meditating no, on. The no worries. Greatest if, uh, lesson. If you ever want to, uh, you know, just l- let me know the answer down the road. I'm, I'm more more than <laughs> open to hearing about it, man. Um, okay. But yeah, we've uh, finally reached the end of the podcast. Want to thank all the listeners and viewers out there for tuning in. Want to thank you again, Sean, for coming on. I just got this one little uh, tidbit for you, and it's something that always crosses my mind at times. And I don't know if you remember this, but it was one of the early lessons I've had about like social interaction and whatnot. But it was, I think, your birthday party in the fifth grade. I want to say fifth or fourth grade, but um, you had invited some people. <laughs> and uh you didn't personally invite me yourself but i remember i asked you like yo can i come like whatever it was i forgot what what the event was but i remember i talked to, i told my parents like and on the ride home and then they were like why did you invite yourself like <laughs> you know <laughs> and i was all like oh shit like i mean as a kid i had no idea what i was doing but yeah man so 
my bad. <laughs> you know, for inviting oh, well, myself. It's, it's... You know, we were kids, and you know, I thought we were all friends, so it was it was all the uh, you know I thought it was. Smooth. Yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, we were, went to the uh, the jungle. Yeah, uh, I remember it was a play place that used to be uh, at like Ninth um, and Bryant, where you get off the freeway. There's like a Bed Bath and Beyond there now. That place was so cool. Dude, I love the jungle. Uh, yeah, they they moved somewhere like in Concord, I, but because of COVID, they're probably <laughs> down for the count. But uh, yeah, <laughs> just wanted to apologize. Nice. Finally, I've been holding on that twenty oh. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're 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 invited. You're, you can come to the my my thirty second party. For sure. You know, it's my birthday's in January, so. Hey man, already passed. Not that I really did anything for it anyway, because you know. <laughs> no man, I, I feel you. I mean, all these birthdays don't count. We're 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 the age before COVID hit, you know, <laughs> forever. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm still thirty then. Yeah, yeah. Nah, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, still trying to figure out a great way to to end these conversations. It's always hard for me to do so. So uh, 